Welcome to the Solution of Real Estate podcast where Phil Sexton and Jeff Seabach get together around the glass table with a couple of microphones in between us to discuss ways that we can be, should be as an industry, putting the consumer first. Consumer first is the key and operative word. And today's topic is solving the problem of more agents than listed houses. Yes. And as we're about to dive into this topic, I just want to let all of our podcast listeners know that we actually record this podcast with a live studio audience. And that live studio audience right now, we have on Zoom, they're here, we're going to interact with them. Hopefully somebody out there takes the opposing side yes. of what we're talking yes. about. Otherwise, you and I are just going to have opposing sides. Well, and we'll I, mean, I mean, I would think though, maybe our even our brokerage would have an opposing side possibly no to question. our opinion because- No question. Um, the, but if, you're, if you are listening to this and you think, well, how do I be a part of the live studio audience? Then you would go to realestateleopard.com. Right. At the bottom of realestateleopard.com, Lena, our marketing manager, put down this subscription button where you type in your cell phone number and then you get a text message every time, like 15 minutes before it starts to say, hey, don't forget to add this to your calendar so that like Eilina, you'll be here when we get the party started. Awesome. All right. Thanks for letting me take care of the housekeeping. Yes. So today, you love the fact that there's lots and lots and lots of agents and that the agent count is growing and that the competition is getting crazy high, crazy high. You feel like we should get to 2 million or 5 million agents and it, wait. Yeah, the complete opposite. Oh, you're on the other side. side. And the thing is, is, don't get me wrong. I've competed every day being an agent. I'm just shocked that our industry is anti saying that someone's uh, who's a competitor and who is not. Uh, and that yes. it's, and here's the thing is, is it started in actually to me in 2013, when I started to go to listing appointments and I would compete against seven, eight, nine, 10 agents because the industry does not try to point out who they try and have everybody equal, even though their performance is unequal. And that in other industries, mm. I don't always see that, you know, ca- like, like when I look at sports, they don't say all base player, baseball players are the same. All pitchers are the same, right? No, they, they say, this is their ERA. This is the, who shook out a lot of people. This is who got a lot of hits. And that because of that, we can, the continue- ones that have bad stats don't get to play. Right. But here we just. At, you at, want you want like a FICO score for agents. Well, I'm not, that's not where we're at. We're just talking oh. about, I want to just discuss with the audience, is it an issue? Do they see it as an issue, right? All right, so let's frame it up with like numbers. Okay. okay. So we're talking about, you want to go national first? Yeah. So what, I, the, what was, I posted on Agent Truth, if you want to see the blog, and it said, because there's a stats from the NAR, that in 2013, there was... Um, a million zero forty two thousand uh, agents, roughly. All right. Okay, just over a million. Right, agents. and then that year we sold a little over five and a half million homes. Okay, so okay. one agent for every five houses sold. Right. Okay. So then now in two thousand twenty to twenty twenty, we now have one million four hundred and fifty one thousand realtors. And last year we sold six million homes. So we ink we added an agent per house sold. 
Wow. Yes. Right. When you hear it like that, like for every, you know, but the problem is, is that supply is deteriorating. So now you have more agents, 1.4 million agents and only 1.1 million homes. And I'm just kind of saying like, is that who's benefiting from this inequity? Because it's clearly an inequity because you like, is it the goal just to have everybody sells their own house? Like then we can just call it a driver's license and then there would be like, but the the challenge is, is the most expensive asset of 95% of the people we work for. And that someone needs to protect their financial interest. And I think that the rules should be, to me, there should be more of a training program to get people up and running, meaning a year or two apprenticeship program that um, is entailed for anyone that if you want to sell a house and then if you go out and you don't sell a house for a year, then you got to, you got to go through 12 back to get back in. It's not a hop in hop out type career that we have now, because in our state we have 50,000 agents and only 4,000 homes listed. Did I say that again? We have 50,000 agents and only 4,000 homes listed. Somebody needs Um, to say that. I like, actually, that's a good point is that in the national, I like comparing the national numbers to the local numbers because it actually, I don't know about you, but when I'm looking at the numbers this way, I feel like, hey, we do pretty good because of the high competition marketplace that we're well, in. Well, no, but this is it: is people don't see that the other realtors are their competitors. So nationally, there's 1.1 million homes for sale, yes. and 1.4 million realtors. Right. So there's more realtors than there are homes for sale. But we keep printing realtors. We wait a minute. I, wait a minute. And so then nationally, we have 106,000 brokerage offices. 106,000. Right. Yes. So for every brokerage office nationally, there's 10 listings. Yes. Okay. So now let's take it to Maricopa County, which is where we sell houses. Okay. We have 50,000 agents mm-hmm. in Maricopa County and we have 4,000 listings. And 5,611, I think, brokerage offices. So for every 5,600 brokerage offices. So we have more brokerage offices than listings in our marketplace. It's why I think the system is broken. Clearly, the brokers are not managing the like the current system. Why? Yeah. So the so the apprenticeship program that we're talking about, you think that that would solve people wanting to get their real estate license that weren't in it for real? Yes. I mean, I think that would reduce the number of agents because really, your your mind. I mean, your comment before this was, "What's the goal here? Are we trying to get to four million realtors? Are we trying to get to six million realtors? Like, at what point?" Do we draw the line to say, you know, we probably are good? Yeah, no, I thought we were good, like, you know. At one point, at one million realtors. I thought we were good at that. thought that was still 500,000 too many, right? Like, the, but that's just, isn't that crazy to think, though, that, that nationally they would have to have 10 times as many agents as listings for them to be in the same ratio as us here in Maricopa County? That means we'd have to have 10 million listings for the one million realtors. That's crazy. But that's what we live. That's the marketplace well, that we live in. Maybe that's why we're so hyper about more agents because there's a ton of agents here. Well, the question is, is that clearly the the danger report came out in 2015 and the danger report said that the challenge was they weren't improved, like the, the quality of the agents. Because if you're just trying to print new agents, it's hard to raise the level of training because then, you know, I, I, I don't get it. So let's 
talk to the audience, see what they think. So, all right. Who out there wants to unmute your microphone and join the conversation? I'm going to, while I'm watching to see who's unmuting themselves, I want to say that Jeff, the reason why there's so many agents is because the entire system is built on dues and subscription fees from us. So does the consumer benefit from that? Happy Thursday, guys. Happy Thursday, Nina. Nina, how are you? you? I don't know that the consumer does benefit from that. What's your thoughts, Nina? You know what? I wanted to show myself, but it's it's just showing San Francisco. I was going to try to take the um, the thing off, but well, you 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 got the microphone. Yeah, (laughs) I got the microphone going. So no, this is a fascinating conversation. I, you know, I've been in the business now, got my license three years ago, and I talk about this. So you know, who's benefiting most from this is are the states, because the more um, the more licenses, the more money that they receive. And so you know, I've always said that I feel like they're doing a the consumer an an injustice, right? Because um, I mean, you know, if you can breathe, pretty much you can get your license. I don't even think you have to breathe. <laughs> There's some people six feet under that are that are practicing real estate. So as so, long as they keep paying the bill, Nina, we're good, right? Like it's on auto pay. Actually, you know, right now auto it's, pay. It's cheaper for all of us if the guy six feet under keeps his real estate license. Yes, right. He doesn't cause any problems. So no, I I agree. I mean, I think I mean one of the things I thought of, and I I mean I even though I've only had my license for three years, I'm an experienced investor and flipper and, you know, my background's architecture. So, I mean, I came into the business already knowing, you know, some things, but, but no, I love the idea of having some type of an internship or, you know, okay, here's your license, but you need to, you know, you, you need to have X amount of transactions within 24 months or, or you're out or, you know, having, you have to have a degree. I mean, I don't know. There just has to be a better vetting yeah. so that we don't have, I mean, do we, cause what's going to happen? Well, we- well, here's the thing is, is that I know it's not going to come from the brokerages cause they don't make enough money. I listened to Rob Hahn's podcast and he was just talking about how the broker model is not profitable. I think it's going to have to be through the recognition of teams and then the teams will do the tr- help the, you know, push the training. Yeah. No, I, I, I got the solution. Jeff. Okay. You ready? Uh-huh. It's going to be from MLS. Okay. We need a new MLS option. And that you is mean new software. I agree. We need no nope. MLS. No, nope. okay. I, I need it. Right. Do you think that there should be a caveat, a co-list, a buyer broker commission caveat where if you have gone through the apprenticeship program, or if you've done the level of transactions that Nina is talking about doing, then your co-broke offering is this. And if you haven't, then your co-broke offering is smaller than this. What? Wait, let me, let me do one more point while you're thinking about it. Because I got to do more work when the agent on the other side doesn't have any well, experience. Well, it's wearing us out. Like, that's where I'm at. Is it's, But yet they get the same number they get, they get the, well, from an agent that has full-blown experience that's that why takes care of their client. I think that the, the, the lawsuit is going to win because of that. Because it's clear that the same, whether you've done one transaction or, or 2,000, you get paid the same on a deal. And there's no other career in the world where you get paid without performance 
like you do in real estate. Like, so it's almost like fantasy land. We can't be living in fantasy land. What do you think of that, Nina? Well, do you think that the co-broke offering, like, would you, you so it's funny because she comes there's in. There's a lot of a, problems with what you said. Of course so, there are. Okay. There, oh, there's none with what you said. <laughs> well, you know what? That's actually fast. That is very fascinating, Bill. I think that's a great idea because you know what? That means they have to hustle, right? I mean, if you're, let's just say. The actually, what it means, here's, well, let's be real. Here's what it means. Is they're going to go find somebody that has experience to be the agent that they're an apprentice well, here's the under. Thing is, the way that you fix it, Phil, it, more apt to the system that we have is you just stop paying buyer fees and let them negotiate for themselves, and then it will auto fix itself. Oh, I guess like what I go back to is the Australian model. Well, well look at like no co broke offers. So if there's no co-broke offering, right, which is actually not possible. That's the crazy part. Isn't that crazy that you can't have zero in our system as a co-broke? It's a minimum. It, it has to be at least $1. It can't be zero, which I find interesting. But anyway, you're saying if we, it could be zero or if it was gone and there was no more offer of compensation for the other party, then there would be fewer agents. Yeah, I think. Because the, it wasn't guaranteed pay for fog in a mirror. Well, here's why is because the, the, the listings usually go to the inexperienced agents or the more experienced agents. In the general. listings typically go with the more experienced agents. Right. Like it's harder to get a listing. Right. It's hard. But and why is it hard to get a listing? Um, because the, why is it harder to get a listing? Because you have to negotiate for yourself. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because you have to negotiate for yourself and justify your value. Why that you can do this versus somebody else, but that doesn't happen on the buyer side. Right. They don't. You, yeah. You it, don't. It, it, I mean, up until, uh, was it April 30th or May 31st? It, agents are free to, to buy and sell houses. Now that will go away. Yeah. But to me, I think that, um, it would, it would, I mean, it's, 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 it all goes together. It's really weird. Yeah. I think, I think one of the reasons Nina well, got her license is because she was doing so many transactions and she saw the commission. Okay. So the question I out. have for Nina what? is how many transactions, that's what I really would like to know from her story. Like how many transactions in year one and then year two in total till you're out of the apprenticeship program. Cause we're, 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 we're introducing an apprenticeship program sometime in the future. Nina, what do you think is fair? You know what I think is fair, um, and I've done quite a few in the, in the time that I've had my license. Um, I think a solid twelve. A solid twelve. I, I see a solid twelve. I mean, I know that. In a, I, in I, what I time did, frame? In twelve months. Twelve. I, 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 mean, I think. Oh, okay, maybe that sounds like a lot because that's. It's not. No, 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 no. I I am twelve in the first year of the apprentice program. Is is a, I believe. I think it's in the second year. Um, it should be 18 and then right. you, you graduate. Yes. So now we're talking 30. Right. Right, right. No, well, it, I mean, go ahead. I started, oh, no, I'm sorry. I was going to say, I started off. I mean, I'm still an independent agent with my brokerage, but, but I, I questioned every day for a long time if I should have joined a team because you know what? I would have gotten that one-on-one, -on -one, you know, just the one-on-one -on -one co coaching. How many deals do you do a year now, Nina? It's hit or, you know what? Total, I've done 24, if I'm not mistaken, in the three years. So, you know what? One year, 2018 was great. 2019 wasn't so great. 2020 was great. So, I'm, it's, I'm not super consistent. 
it, all good. I actually, the reason why I was asking, because it was interesting that your, com, your comment right before that, you totally dismissed joining a team at this point of your career. When you said that you were thinking you should, may well, have joined a team in the beginning. Okay, like, but I would here's argue. why, though, I think. Because she's not aware of any training that's out there. Because all of the training that's in the system is to help people get from 1 to 10. I've said this. You've I've heard, heard me say it many, many, many. But it's true. Because they because that's where you're the- a hero. No, when the average deal is two. Because there's a million listings and a million realtors. Right. So if you do... If you do 10 in a year, you're great at this. Yeah. When to me, you should have done 500 to be great, not 10. So we should be training people on how to get great at the sport. But the the problem is is that the the training doesn't exist. All right, James, I'm kind of James, Deborah, and Eilina, we're coming to you next. I'm going to watch for the unmute button. How many transactions in the first year do you think an apprenticeship program should require? Or maybe in maybe there's other metrics besides transactions. Maybe it, Deborah. What do you think? Oh, I'm thinking because there's a lot of. I mean, I, I love the brainstorming, and I I do kind of think there are other metrics other than just transactions because we could have new agents out there doing twelve transactions a year, but it in my opinion, that doesn't give them all the experience they need. That doesn't make them an expert agent. (laughs) I agree. No kidding. Yeah. (laughs) And, and I think that that may make them in their head an expert agent, but in reality, there's a lot of other um, training and things that go into being an excellent agent for the consumer. I'm sorry, Deborah. I, I gotta, I gotta just say that your comment of they may think that they're an extra expert agent when they do tr- twelve transactions a year. I'm gonna back that down, and I'm gonna say that people who watch the millionaire listing on Bravo that don't have their real estate license think they're an expert realtor. <laughs> I, I, I think people that just been like, through the licensing course people and who, bought four houses that they're an expert. People that sold a house 15 years ago think that they're an expert of the real estate <laughs> transaction. Well, it's, it's, it's so close because everybody can own it. But the problem is, is that the it's the amount of dollars. I think I've heard Jeff and Deborah. thank you. I'm going to keep going back. One of the other metrics that we've talked about is maybe number of previews. Houses. Oh, yeah, I think, yeah. And uh, previews is good. I mean, because you got to know, you got to know houses. I mean, you got to know houses. Like okay, um, so like for instance, how many houses do you think that you go in uh, a month, a month, a week, or whatever? Oh gosh, you know what? I don't, I don't count, but I go like I as soon as something comes up new in my search areas, I have various search areas that I have going, so I go look at them. So, um, girl. do you have is the Just curious, because as we're working on our digs, which is a tech app that we're rolling out, are those search areas for like buyer specific or are those your farm specific? Um, Both, like some are for buyers and some are for upcoming sellers and some are for areas that I want to be more experienced in. So um, like if I if I know like for now, I have like a few upcoming listings. I mean, we, we're not listing tomorrow. We might be listing in a month or two. 
I'm out there looking at everything that comes up and near there now. I love to hear that. Awesome. Yep. Because, awesome. Um, I mean, I know we're in a crazy world now where maybe there's different scenarios, but normally I have been pretty successful meeting with appraisers when I've been in every house. I've been in all those houses. So they're just looking at pictures, but I can tell them what those Well, that's my are. argument. Like, Deborah, it's like you're speaking my words here. Like, my argument with appraiser all the time, they're like, well, I called and asked a listing agent about the house. And I'm like, and you think that that's a good opinion? <laughs> <laughs> like, I can, the picture's not showing you everything. You got to go in. I, I completely agree it. that, like, the fact that the appraisal itself is 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 judged by someone that hasn't been in the house. Hold is, on. I know that there's problems with everything, okay. but we're trying to stick with the number of agents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Okay, so let's not go down that road. But anyway, yes, looking at houses and... And also, you know, how about shadowing? How about shadowing? And I, well, and that's I don't what know the, how that looks. To me, that you gonna, would. I'm not going to solve this, but I'm just going to say, like, you know, how about shadowing a really uh, experienced agent? How about we have a mentorship program? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we call it senior partner or something shadows, like that. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's shadows or, you know, whatever. Some, you know what I mean, right? Yeah. I, no, I like, like it. Thank okay. you. You're welcome. I'll let shadowing. Talk. So we got shadowing. We got looking at houses and we got transactions. I almost feel like we need to take a commercial break. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Hold on, guys. We're, we'll be right back. Are you an agent in the Phoenix metro area looking to join an elite team to help expand your business to the next level? Agents that apply our strategies grow their business by an average of 300% in their first year with the CBOC team. If you're interested in learning more about our leads, training, and marketing strategies, visit cboc.com slash careers today. That's S-I-B as in boy, B as in boy, A-C-H dot com slash careers. And now back to the solution. Thank you for oh, hanging out with us for our commercial break. Thank yes, you. thank you, Adam, for reminding me that we yeah. had to hear from our sponsors. Um, well, who's the commercial these days, Adam? Seabuck team. Is it really? <laughs> oh, nice. Seabuck team. Um, all right. So I saw that Michael joined us. I saw Karina joined us. Guys, this conversation is about solving the problem of more agents than listed houses. In the first half of the episode that we talked about the numbers of agents versus the numbers of houses and how it is very skewed in Maricopa County right. compared to the rest Over of the country. Over the last eight years, we've added, for every house that we sell more a year, we add another agent. One for one. One for one. One for one, yes. one yes. So in theory, none of the agent's businesses are growing. But obviously that's not the case. Well, it's why reality, there's an 87% the failure rate. Like, because it's pitched... Hey, get your license, you know, um, yes. sorry about that. That's okay. Yeah. I thought you were going to answer it. Um, and so now we're talking about what the apprenticeship program could look like in order to, I don't know, not make it so simple for one of our past clients to get their license well, just that, to list their house. Well, it would not be just simple. Uh, yes. But also to have them achieve a level of service equivalent to what they're going to be able to get paid yes so to me ding 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 do we have sound effects yet adam ding 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 yes right so to me because once you go through 24 i was thinking originally 50 transactions but as long as you go through 24 maybe 30 transactions now you have you know i i mean i one of my good friends is a doctor 
and he has to become what? Like he goes through med school, which is eight years. And then he goes through uh, two of the last years after going through med school, he has to become a. It's not an intern. It's a stat. It's a house. Uh, what's it called? Come on. Somebody out there knows what's the doctor apprenticeship program called. I'm looking for unmuted microphone icons. Michael kind of looks like a doctor. Residency. Hey, Lena hey, hey, yeah, the live studio. Residency. Yes. Up. So I don't know what we'll call it. Let's call it residency. Let's call it agency. <laughs> <laughs> the agency training program. I like oh, residency. Residency. residency works. Okay, in real residency. residency. Yes. Right. Like to me, and you know why I was telling Rob Hahn that I liked his theory of the the attorney model is because it would be paid by the they would be paid but it would be who like an employee oh but see the challenge is that the current model does not allow teams to have employees oh right. at the so state level depending on because they're not state, recognized state so once are, yeah. teams can get recognized at the state level then they can have employees but then they could train because the teams could train the people because the theory is is i don't oh, know if gosh. the brokers are going to be able to train the agents because now they're so far away from what the like if we went to our brokerage to you know they're good at risk reduction and they're good at recruiting but i don't know that their training is sufficient enough to do you think that one of the causes of where we are now is the 100 commission brokerage yes because that meant that the the amount of money that the broker earns is so thin that they can't provide a level of support to the agents to get their service level high enough. Yeah, it's called it's called starving yourself. And so now you have guys, you have teams yes. that have emerged at brokerages that are gonna we're gonna have to look to them in order to roll the apprenticeship program out. I think because that it, there's it's a the only there. it's the only viable model for the because but we have to change the laws at the state level so that teams can be recognized and we got to start talking about it. So like this is why like let's get some other thoughts from like, and maybe we, Karina we, or yes and if we band together yes then we'll call maybe it leopard let's call it leopard <laughs> and then we can take leopard to the legislator and say let please recognize us yes right. so that we can help improve the service level to the consumers i i, I think you're there yeah i get but it but let's get the studio audience to participate. all right karina welcome to the podcast we appreciate you tuning in to our What's live studio audience i'm allowing you time during my intro to find the unmute button because we're curious on your take of whether you think there's too many agents and where and are you from where you're yeah. from yeah. yes <laughs> all right uh, there are too many, but many of them aren't actually working, I'm sure, full-time. True. As far as where I'm from, what do you mean by that? Where do you, where's your license hung? Oh, okay. It's with Prestige Realty. Prestige Realty? In the, yeah, in the Northwest Valley. In the Northwest Valley. Great. All right. So in the Phoenix Marketplace. Congratulations. Thank you for joining us. What do you think about the apprenticeship program? I think it's I'm a sorry. good idea. Realtor residency. It's a good idea. My daughter just got her license a year ago. So, you know, it, it is difficult for people starting out to learn. Um, I think it is one of the original teams out there is that situation. I think that's where teams got started is when that's a husband true. and wife or a parent and child started working together. And then everything that was that Deborah brought up was achieved because there was shadowing that happened. There was an apprenticeship because 
They were living together. Right. But then the introduction of the 100% brokerage, which then said, no, you can be on your own. And that you, you, that, that yeah. led to, it's cheaper to have a license because now it, you know, it's not as expensive because the old model that was the Remax model, which was the really executive's model, is it was more expensive. So it, it so was So they different. could provide more training. Correct. But then agents left because no, it was no, too no. expensive. Well, but also because they 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 the brokers who were providing the training stopped selling houses, therefore the training become unviable oh. is what I see what oh. happened. So Karina, what do you do to help bring your daughter up in this business? <laughs> well, you know, she's been with me since she was born and, you know, like showing. I, we were going to guess that. We were going to guess that. <laughs> she's followed me around to like ever since she was uh, probably two years old. You know, she would go with me to been around it for so long. Writing backwards. That, I'm going to go with that. <laughs> that apprenticeship program might not be scalable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's just funny. I mean, she, I don't know if she really enjoys it as much, though. Honestly, all right, fair. she has her license. Well, it's a tougher it's a tougher environment today for people to get started due to the amount of competition. Yeah, especially. Very, very in the true. I, I think it's unrecognized, and that's why I'm trying to raise the awareness of how fifty thousand agents in Maricopa County with four thousand houses to sell is creating a lot of frustration. Not, I mean, we're still selling our houses, right? But yeah. I feel bad for the when when we're we're getting new agents that are coming to EXP and they're you know, looking for they, help. They have an expectation that it's easy oh, because we haven't even talked about that. Okay, but because that's a good one. But because everybody's trying to just recruit more agents because that's clearly how brokerages and the the association model makes their money through the dues yeah. that they pitch it as easy. And then when they get here, so they're actually misleading the consumer that way as well. Because Ouch. is it not? I mean. We talked what to do you James. Think, what do you think about that, Michael? I saw you unmuted your button as well. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, actually, uh, there's about three or four things in this. One, the first thing is that that uh, I would think after a year of only having 3,500 homes for sale without contracts, that supply and demand would have some of the uh, excess agents kind of fall off anyway. But as far as ours, uh, maybe there should be a, a number of sales a year. And if you fall below five sales a year, that demands more hours of class. The biggest problem with that is the classes are too basic. There's no, it's just, there's no uh, upcoming. There's nothing to, uh, you know, the, one of the things out in Arizona is that you run into like a septic tank. How many people even know what you do with a septic tank? And that includes people who've been in, in real estate for 20 years in Phoenix. Very good. Yeah, we got gentlemen. one that's backing up. So right do now. you have to <laughs> do, do all right? So so the, you guys know that you don't have to sign the waiver, right? The, the on-site waste waiver. Oh, the on-site wastewater waiver. I don't know. I think we, we signed sign it. it. Does we our broker it. require yeah, that? Our broker requires okay. it. That's not that's that's not required. And, and the second thing doesn't have to be, and this uh, came from realty execs and with HomeSmart. Okay, so HomeSmart doesn't require okay, so on-site wastewater treatment. No, and most people think if you sign it, that means you have to fix it. You don't have to fix it. Hmm. 
Even okay, if well, it's that's not the paid. debate here. No, today. he's bringing up a different argument, though. Yeah. He's bringing up a how localized. No, what I'm talking about is how correct. localized real estate. We're, is. we're talking. We're talking about information that that uh, the newer classes that the, the classes that are being taught are too basic. They don't give. There's nowhere for a person who's been in real estate for a year or two to upgrade what they've been taught. I completely agree. Okay. Same page. What else? He said a couple of things. I had sales a year. I had basic classes. What else? No, well, it was supply and demand of, of the homes versus agents. Uh, what the other one was uh, the if you if you more don't and I, I have no idea what it would be, but if you don't put out more than uh, five sales a year, that maybe instead of thirty or thirty, maybe there's forty or fifty hours worth of classes. But there's got to be some classes that are higher than basic training in order to get them uh, to improve what they're what they're running into. Totally agree with that. I wonder if you I wonder if it's going to lead towards more like certification styles where how do you, you how do you get to know about the septic issues? Right? Like you're it's you could sell you could sell 12 houses in a year in the valley and never run into a septic issue. As long as you're not working in Rio Verde, Paradise Valley, Agreed. or the Northwest Valley, yeah, Phoenix. Right? No, I'm on. <laughs> oh, but, but I, at the same time, I live that's, in the middle that's of just the an example. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Well, you live in the magic zip code, so that magic has nothing to do with septic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Mike, for hey, participating. 36. Yeah, no problem. Awesome. Nice. What kind of car is that? Does, in your he, picture? No, does he have any? So the, your solution is the things that you laid out more class per. I like the idea of fewer transactions means more CE. I don't think that's a bad idea. Yes. That's not, that's like a simple one, actually. Well, agreed. The apprenticeship was only about for to handle the new people into the system. That is a system that will help out the people that are existing is once your sales fall, I, I think the number should be 12 because you should sell if you're not selling one house a month how can you really stay up on the changes in the industry and the changes like to me one house a, a month is is not a lot but i'm just like because maybe you have a list i mean if you only sell one house a month and you have five buyers like you may not have been on a listing appointment in six months i don't know that i got one i got one for you seabuck so i heard that there was a bill at congress to remove the independent contractor aspect of being a realtor and make all agents employees. Mm. Do you think that that's actually how we get now here? You're... What'd you say, Michael? <laughs> no, no, now, you, now it's a whole different ball game when you bring that up because Technically it, it is, has I agree. very little to do with, yeah. You think that, you, you don't think that if it went to employee only model, we would have fewer agents? Oh, absolutely. Because not, I don't think it's a whole other uh, model. I think uh, that it's a whole other solution I, I, to the same problem. I didn't. Oh think no! If you're, I'm talking about improving the agent who's who's not you know producing, uh, versus your. If you just want to get rid of the agents, that would be the fastest way. Because essentially, what will happen is they'll they'll get rid of all the employees, as many as they can. They'll hire all the people who are producing, which are mainly independent contractors. Uh, and they'll only take the top independent contractors that they want to pay for. Uh, that will leave about, you know, that will take out 80%, 80 percent of all the realtors in town. Well, to me though, I think though that I don't. Don't get me wrong. I'm not advocating for that. I'm just bringing it up because it's on the table right now. It's going to create more brokerages as well. 
right? Like to me, I think the the the, the teams having a voice is to because we're not. I don't know. We, we would be an EXP employee. Right? I don't like, know. Like, like, dude, that brings up a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, I just mean that. that oh, yeah. it's interesting that that's on the table. And would that mean that we would have to become, would that be the resurgence of boutique brokerages instead of the 5,000, 50,000 agent shops? No, Who I knows? think it's more likely that te- teams become a recognized entity in the world of real estate and then teams because they're more, because the problem is, is the brokers are too far away from the transaction. They don't actually, you know, they're, they're aware of the legal requirements and mm-hmm. our broker does a great job with that. But the, but I don't know that our broker is going to have the help in, in new agent grow their business. Right. Right. Like yeah. I just don't like, uh, to me, it's the practice. Yeah, I, I think you're, I think you're missing the, the picture when it comes to independent contractors, you're talking about companies now that have, have uh, to carry uh uh, take care of taxes, uh, health insurance, four hundred one k. I have and, employees, and there's probably. I have employees. That yeah, work they, for me. they don't. I, don't I carry four hundred one k. I have. No, I mean, I'm just. I'm pretty firm on, on the understanding of that. And we have also. Oh, actually, it would be good for you. Actually, probably be good for you because uh, the rest of the people wouldn't be able to do hundred uh, percent commissions. <laughs> right and, and no, which means that, that you, be... which means that you don't pay for you don't pay for 100 commissions otherwise you couldn't do what you do when did any when did nar go to the independent con- when did we get to the independent contractor realtor model was that in the 70s how yeah. long how long have you had your license michael no not long enough about 17 years okay all right because I, I wonder if that is the root of it Oh, oh, that, well, no, that allowed them to recruit more agents. And that's yes. when the government exploded. The, yes. It's called Parkinson's law. Yeah. I mean, that, that rule change is why we're at where we're at. Interesting. But, no, when, but, you, but when you look at it, like in Australia, yeah. or I don't know why I keep bringing yeah, up Australia, love Australia because they don't offer a co-broke the way that we do here. Like it's protected here. It's not there is my understanding. And if we got rid of the co-broke, would that also, what do you think, Michael, if you got rid of the co-broke being offered on every listing, what do you think the agent count would do? You know, I, I, I'd have to bow on that one because I know why the independent contractor thing disappeared and, and essentially didn't come from real estate. It came from the automotive, you know, the automotive end. Essentially, okay. none of the dealerships want to have, have employees. Got it. Okay. They wanted more. They wanted more salespeople, without the cost. That's correct. And so do brokers. And there's hundreds of thousands of them. Yeah. Yep. And there's millions of us. We jumped them. Yeah. All right. I know you got a hard stop today at one forty-five. So yeah, now. but so I, what do you want to wrap? Let's wrap this up. Give me. A, give me my takeaway. Well, so far I've not heard anyone disagree with with the agent count is well how do we get everybody on one page so that we could raise this up to nar to get them to stop trying like to me you know it it, something has to change i mean it's why we came out with realestateleopard.com is to to lead this change and it's I, i continue to hear a lot of people on our side 
right? Yeah. Like, yes. you know, it's exciting to know that we all agree that, it, you know, but we have to push for change, but we need to, we need band. to band, we need to band together. All right. Realestateleopard.com is where we started. I mean, on this podcast, depending on how long you guys have been a listener, we announced the National Association of Real Estate Teams and Elite Performers and Elite Agents, if you will. And we are putting together a group of producers who aren't tech, don't necessarily have to be brokers just so that we can get a voice so that we can advocate for change that obviously affects we're, us we're all. We're just getting tired of not seeing change in the industry. Like to me now it's, you know, eight years in a row, they keep on printing new agents. They, and there's, you constantly hear new lawsuits going out. There's obviously lots of challenges in our industry, but the ones that are leading are not working on the things of transparency and um, making a better experience for the consumer. And that's right? what this podcast that's is about. What it's about. Right. Can I say something really quick? Of Sorry, Deborah, you get to interrupt and say whatever you want. Whenever. <laughs> Thank sure. you, Phil. Yes. You know, I feel like there is change in the industry, um, Jeff, but it's not good change. So I, I think there's Continue. change. I think there's change because there's a lot of companies coming in and trying to disrupt the model um, and make everything so that the consumer pays a lot less. I'm not going to talk about cookies here, but, you know, I'm just saying, um, how about not necessarily trying to cheapen our value and say, oh, we can do it for this much and we can do it for this much. Well, but Deborah, how, about, how about like really, and I know you're saying this, but I'm just like raising the quality of well, the agents yeah, the so weird that they are worth it. The, I, I appreciate very much what you're saying, but the weird thing is actually if we lower the commission, it will decrease the agents. The problem is that the individual commission is too high for a new agent. That is what is the attraction to get everybody into the business. Was, so it's actually the, it, the, the thing is, is the experience agents have to realize that it's actually, if we charge less commission, then half of the agents wouldn't be able to survive. And then, you know, we could put in our apprenticeship model and then people that wanted to go through the model, you know, it would keep it at a lower level. Yeah, but go ahead, Deborah. Well, I, I, I see that point because yeah, a lot of people see the amount that we make maybe on a transaction and they think, oh my gosh, easy money. Well, well, until they start doing it. And then of course you get the, I have like, you know, how many people a week or a month or a year in my group of people I know, oh, my husband just got his license. Oh, my sister just got his license. Oh, you know, we just- Well, here's the thing is, is we, the amount that we use for the National Association of Teams is if it got down to 25,000 teams and they all did 250 transactions, we wouldn't need any more than what we have with the 25,000 teams. Like there, it would reduce the agent count by 75% because right. we don't need- um, you know, 1.4 million agents to sell one six million houses. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I, but I want to say though that if the, the, this industry provides an opportunity to make a good living, if you work hard and if you take it seriously, and your first priority is the consumer, it'll all fall into place. But if the opportunity didn't provide an opportunity to make a good living. 
I don't know that I would do it. And I'm not doing it just for the money. I want to serve the clients, but we put up with a lot of crap and we work nights and well, weekends. Well, actually, yeah, the changing us. environment is, and I got to run, but the changing environment is making it worse because now it used to be house realtor consumer. Now it's house consumer realtor. So it's actually the consumers are coming more armed with, and it's, it's making it more frustration, which is why we need to change now. Yeah. Yes. Well, I, I agree. A lot of stuff. This is a great conversation. I'll shut up now. Have a great day. Well, share it with your friends. Like yeah. we got to get this. We got to get this. Deborah, go to realestateleopard.com. I just wrote that down. I will. All right. That. Awesome. Okay, Join thanks. us. Be a member. The yearly membership for an individual agent is, is $49 a month. 20, 25 bucks a month to join our fight to change the industry. Go to realestateleopard.com. Thank you very much. Happy okay. Thursday. Bye.